I wanted to start ta'ala with what I think is a very profound quote from Imam Ibn Al-Qayyim Rahimahullahu Ta'ala. He said, From the things that a person has to know. That your sins and disobedience to Allah harms you. He said, It's like the harm of the sin upon the heart is like poison upon the body. However, the sins are different. He said, But he said, they're not all the same level. Some of them are worse than the others. And he said something profound. He said, He said, is there any evil or any sickness that exists in this world except that the cause of it is the sins and disobedience that we do to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He said, what was it that took Adam out of Jannah? What was it that took Iblis and made him cursed? What was it that destroyed the people of the earth in a flood until the water reached over the tops of the mountains? What was it that caused the wind to blow and to take away the people of Ad? What was it that caused the scream that caused the death of the people of Thamud? What was it that caused the stones to rain down upon the people of Lut? What was it that caused the clouds of punishment to descend upon the people of Shu'aib? What was it that drowned Fir'aun and his people? What was it that caused the earth to swallow up Qarun? What was it that destroyed all of these generations? And what was it that caused the people to be sent against Bani Israel who destroyed their homes and their houses? and took away their wealth. It was nothing other than sins and disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I think this is extremely important because a person needs to realize that we are told about these sins and we are told about this disobedience in the Quran. We are told about it, why? Out of a danger that we should fall into what they fell into or that we might fall or follow a path that they set out like the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said latattabi'unna sanana man kana qablakum shibran shibran dhira'an bidhira' you will follow the ways of the people who came before you handspan by handspan and arm by arm so this is a topic that's very relevant. And I guess a lot of us, we hear the stories of destruction and punishment in the Quran and we say, This is not my concern. This is not my concern. This is somebody else's concern. These were the stories of the old people. doesn't concern me. La wallah. This concerns all of us. And that's why Allah Azza wa Jal told us about it in the Quran. Because of the fact that we as Muslims 
fall into following some of those things and taking on some of those characteristics and beginning on the path that lead to some of those sins. And for the people who do that, they cannot feel safe that the destruction of Allah will not come to them like it came to the people before them. Do they feel safe that Allah's plan will not come against them, that Allah will not decree for them a destruction like he decreed for the earlier people. Nobody feels safe of the plan of Allah except for the losing people. So I've gathered together some thoughts and some ayat and some ahadith in the very short time that we have for us to reflect about. The first is the statement of Allah Azza wa Jal, إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَظْلِمُ النَّاسَ شَيْئًا Allah does not oppress people in anything, but it is people who oppress themselves. If any punishment comes upon us or any harm comes upon us or any musibah, any calamity comes upon us, wallahi, it comes upon us because of what our own hands did. As Allah said, ما أصابكم من مصيبة Whatever afflicted you of a calamity, فَبِمَا كَسَبَتْ أَيْدِيكُمْ It's because of what your own hands did. And Allah pardons much of what you do. Allah pardons much of what you do. Many things Allah overlooks it. Many things Allah lets it go. But you know that every calamity that exists in your life and every problem that is happening to you in this moment, it is happening because of what your own hands earned. A person says, does that not mean that this is all a punishment? No, rather this is an opportunity to come back to Allah. We're going to make them taste. We will make them taste some of the smaller punishments instead of the greater punishments so they might come back to Allah in repentance. And Allah Azza wa Jal says, أَلَمْ يَرَوْ كَمْ أَهْلَكْنَا مِنْ قَبَلِهِمْ مِنْ قَرْ مَكَّنَّاهُمْ فِي الْأَرْضِ مَا لَمْ نُمَكِّلْ لَكُمْ وَأَرْسَلْنَا السَّمَاءَ عَلَيْهِمْ مِدْرَارًا وَجَعَلْنَا الْأَنْهَارَ تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِهِمْ فَأَهْلَكْنَاهُمْ بِذُنُوبِهِمْ وَأَنْشَأْنَا مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ قَرْنًا آخَرِينَ Do they not see how many people we destroyed before them? How many of the generations we destroyed? We had established them on the earth in a way we didn't establish you. Do any of you have homes made out of mountains? You don't. None of you have homes made out of mountains. None of you have the wealth of Qarun. Allah gave them on the earth what he didn't give you. And Allah sent down rain upon them from the sky. And Allah made the rivers gush forth from underneath them. But Allah destroyed them because of their sins. Allah destroyed them because of their sins. And Allah caused another people, another generation to come after them. And Allah Azza wa Jal said, أَوَلَمْ يَسِيرُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ فَيَنْظُرُوا كَيْفَ كَانَ عَاقِبَةُ الَّذِينَ كَانُوا مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ Do they not travel on the earth and see what was the effect or what was the outcome of the people who came before them? كَانُوا هُمْ أَشَدَّ مِنْهُمْ قُوَّةِ They were stronger than them. وَآثَارًا فِي الْأَرْضِ 
and their establishment on the earth and what they were given by Allah was more than what these people were given. And Allah destroyed them because of their sins. And they had nothing to protect them against Allah when Allah's punishment came. There's an amazing story, an amazing athar. Imam Ahmed narrated it in a zuhd from Jubair ibn Nufayr. When Cyprus was conquered by the Muslims and the people who were fighting against the Muslims were being divided into what? Into groups. Yani this person will be belong to this person and these people were being enslaved and they were all being divided up the, the, the prisoners of war that had fought against the Muslims. These prisoners of war were crying. And they were crying to each other. As they were being separated and as they were being captured by the Muslims. He said, I saw Abu Darda radiallahu an sitting down and he was himself crying. I said, oh Abu Darda, why are you crying? Today is a day that Allah has honored Islam. We, we won, we won the battle. Why are you crying? They are crying because they lost and they're being captured and they're prisoners of war. Why are you crying? He said, وَيْحَكَ يَا جُبَيْرِ He said, woe to you, O Jubair. مَا أَهْوَنَ الْخَلْقِ عَلَى اللَّهِ How easy it is for Allah to destroy a people إِذَا أَضَاعُوا عَمْرَهِ When they disobey him. These people were strong. They had power. They had sovereignty on the earth. And when they disobeyed Allah, this is what you see from them today. He said, there is no one whose lineage will protect them from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And for this reason, the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, وَمَنْ بَطَّعَ بِهِ عَمَلُهُ لَمْ يُسْرَعَ بِهِ نَسَبُهُ Whoever's deeds slow them down, their lineage will not speed them up. You see how Abu Darda'i was crying because he realized that if we disobey Allah, how these people disobeyed Allah, Allah will make us prisoners like he made them prisoners and Allah will destroy us like he destroyed them. He said, look at these people. They had honor, they had might, they had power, they had the kingdom and Allah destroyed them in the blink of an eye because they disobeyed him. Ibn al-Qayyim he said from the effects of sins and transgression is that they cause all kinds of corruption on the earth. They cause the water and the air and they cause the farms and the fruits and the houses to be destroyed. Subhanallah. And he, the things, the calamities, the sicknesses, the corruption on the earth, this is from Athar al-Zunub wal-Ma'asi. And then he quoted the ayah, Corruption appeared on earth and at sea. 
because of what the hands of men have earned. So they may taste some of what they have done so they may return to Allah. He said, the meaning here of al-fasad, he said, this is what Allah Azza wa Jal causes to happen on the earth from loss and from the evils and from the pains that people suffer. Allah brings it onto the earth because of the sins of the people. Every time they commit a sin, Allah sends down for them a punishment for it. As some of the early generations said, as much as you people introduce a sin, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends down from his authority a punishment. The fasad that is mentioned in the ayah is the sins of the people and what happens as a result of the sins that they do. And Allah said, To make them taste some of what they have done so that they might return to Allah. We're now going to talk about, with that introduction out of the way, some of the effects of disobeying Allah. The first is the heart being sealed. The Messenger of Allah وسلم, he said, if a person commits a sin, a black dot is placed on a person's heart. If this person makes repentance, tawbah, and this person leaves off this sin, and they ask Allah for istighfar, they say, Astaghfirullah, their heart will be cleansed. And if they keep on sinning, Allah will keep on placing those dots on their heart until the heart is completely covered and sealed. He said, Rather they will be, their hearts will be sealed because of what they used to earn. What is the outcome of that? They will be prevented from looking at Allah when Allah said The people that will be prevented from looking at Allah The people whose hearts were sealed with those dots because of the sins that they used to do. From the ill effects of sin is that just how we learnt that everything in the heavens and the earth seeks forgiveness for the scholar, even the fish in the sea. Mujahid said with regard to his tafsir of the statement of Allah Azza He said, He said the animals curse the sinners from Bani Adam when there are droughts. And there is no rain that falls. They say, this is from the sins of these people. May Allah curse them. So how the person who teaches people good and the scholar of Islam, everything in the heavens and the earth asks forgiveness for them. Everything in the heavens and the earth curses the people who because of their sin, 
the ill effects of their sin, like the droughts and the lack of rain, which is caused upon the animals, and they curse Bani Adam or the Usad, the sinners from Bani Adam because of it. Rather, they feel relief when these people die. In the hadith narrated by Bukhari and Muslim from Abi Qatada, radiyallahu anda, he said to the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, murra alayhi bi janazah. A funeral or a, a body passed by him. Yani. He said, Mustarihun wa mustarahun min. He said, Someone who is getting relief and someone who relief is being got from them. They said, Oh, Messenger of Allah, who is the one getting relief and who is the one that is being relieved from? He said, Al Abdul Mu'min, the believing servant. He's getting relaxed, he's getting he's relaxing after the hardship of the dunya. And he didn't say necessarily al-kafir. He said the wicked servant, and the person who does all kinds of sins. He said, the servants of Allah. And the people in the different cities and the countries and the trees and the animals get respite and feel relief when this person dies because of the wickedness that that person used to do on the earth. From the ill effects of sin is that it stops you from good deeds. Like Allah said, If they really wanted to go out and fight, they would have prepared for it. But Allah hated that they should go. And Allah made them stay in that place. And Allah said, you will remain now in this place. You are going to remain with the people who stay at home. Your place is going to be with the women and the and the children, because you didn't prepare, you didn't go out, so Allah prevented them from getting this reward in any future battle that took place. They were not able to go out. Allah made them stay and made them locked into that place because they didn't embrace or they disobeyed Allah and they didn't go out and carry that good deed that they were commanded to do, so Allah prevented them from that good deed forever. Sins cause the heart to die. Sins, they cause the heart to die. Abdullah ibn Mubarak, rahimahullah ta'ala, he said his famous lines of poetry, I found that it's the sins that cause the heart to die. What happens when a person continuously and regularly and it becomes this idman, and they become addicted to this sin and they become frequent in it? It causes them a dhul, it causes them disgrace, to be disgraced by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then he said, But leaving the sins, it brings light to the heart, life to the heart. And it's better for your own soul that you disobeyed. It's better for your own soul that you learn to disobey your soul in that which it wants from the haram. And Al-Fudayl ibn Iyad, 
He said, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, however small you see a sin to be, that sin becomes greater. The smaller you see a sin to be, the greater it becomes in the sight of Allah. And the greater you see a sin to be, the smaller it becomes in the sight of Allah. And you see a sin to be so small that it's nothing, it, the smaller you see it, the more important it is in the sight of Allah. And the more, the bigger you see the sin, you see the sin to be terrible and something horrendous, even though it might be small in terms of the sins in general, it becomes small in the sight of Allah And then Imam Ahmad, rahimahullah ta'ala, he said, I heard Bilal ibn Sa'id, rahimahullah ta'ala say, لا تنظر إلى صغر Don't look at how small a sin is. But look at the greatness of the one that you disobey. The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, All of my ummah will enter Jannah except the ones who refuse. We said, O oh, Messenger of Allah, who would refuse Jannah? Who will refuse Jannah? He said, Man ata'ani. Whoever obeys me, dakhala al-jannah, wa man asani faqad aba. And the one who disobeys me has refused. And this can tell us that one of the great effects, if not the greatest of the effects of the sins, is that it stops you from jannah. Or that it can delay your entry to jannah. And there might be some sins that might stop a person from jannah forever. Inna Allah la yaghfiru an yushraka bih, wa yaghfiru ma duna thalika li yasha. Allah doesn't forgive you, make a partner with him but he forgives whatever is less than that for whoever he wills. More than that, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, Disgrace and lowliness has been put against the person who disobeys my command. Disgrace where? In this world and in the next. It can even stop a person from being given rizq by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's why the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, إِنَّ الرَّجُلَ لَا يُحْرَمُ يُصِيبُهُ He said a person could be stopped from rizq because of a sin that they did. The hadith narrated it in Musnad Imam Ahmad. A person could be stopped from their rizq because of a sin they did. And some of the early generations they said, in Abu Sulaiman al-Darin, he said, Rahimullah ta'ala, he said, I disobey Allah. He said, Inni a'asillah. And I know this He said, I disobey Allah and I see the outcome of this in my riding beast and in my wife. That a person can even see the effects of the sins they commit in their own family. People say, oh, my son doesn't listen to me. My daughter goes out. She doesn't tell what do what I tell her to do. My car is always breaking down. I never seem to be successful in my business. Someone must have given me ayn. People say that. But before you look at someone giving you ayn, 
Maybe this came because of your sins. Maybe it came because you disobeyed Allah and now you're seeing the effects of your sins in your family. You're seeing the effects of your sins in your business. You're seeing the effects of your sins in your children. And that doesn't mean that this isn't a chance for tawbah and coming back to Allah. The whole point of this is for you to see it and realize why did this great Imam say, I disobey Allah and I know that I did it. I know I disobeyed Allah because of my children, the way they behave, my wife, the way she is with me, we argue. And I know this is because I disobeyed Allah. Look at the fiqh. He knows now this is why I'm going through this. He has the fiqh to understand this is why it's happening to me. So now I'm going to come back to Allah. I'm going to repent. I'm going to change my life. So, and I can see when I've disobeyed Allah because I see the effects of it on my children, in my family and so on. And it's narrated from some of the early generations that they said, إِنَّ لِلْحَسَنَةِ ضِيَاءً فِي الْوَجْهِ وَنُورًا فِي الْقَلْبِ وَسَاعَةً فِي الرِّزْقِ وَقُوَّةً فِي الْبَدَنِ وَمَحَبَّةً فِي قُلُوبِ الْخَلْقِ He said, good deeds, they have a brightness on your face. And they have a light that comes in your heart. And they cause your rizq to increase. And they give you strength in your body. And they make the people love you. What did he say? Good deeds are a light on your face. They cause brightness on your face. And they cause a light in your heart. And they cause your risk, your provisions to increase. And they cause you to be strong in your body. And they cause people to love you. As for sins, they have a blackness, a darkness on the face. And a darkness that happens in the grave and a darkness that happens in your heart. وَوَهَنًا فِي الْبَدَنِ And they cause sickness in your body. وَنَقْصًا فِي الْرِزْقِ And they cause your rizq to decrease. And they cause, what did he say? وَبُغْضَةً فِي قُلُوبِ الْخَلْقِ And they cause people to dislike you and people to hate you. Not only that, but sins cause a person to lose their shyness and modesty. The Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said in the hadith of Abi Mas'ud إِنَّ مِمَّا أَدْرَكَ النَّاسِ مِنْ كَلَامِ النُّبُوَّةِ الْأُولَى إِذَا لَمْ تَسْتَحِي فَاصْنَعْ مَا شِئْتِ From that which people have learned from the speech of previous prophets is that if you do not have shame, you will do whatever you want. And from this, we can understand by reverse understanding that the person who commits sins like that and they start to behave however they want, they will lose their modesty and their shyness. And they might lose it completely or they decrease it. Because what is modesty and shyness? Haya is that which prevents you from disobeying Allah and maintains your good reputation before the people. Some of the scholars defined it like that. It maintains your status, a good status in the sight of Allah and it stops you from disobeying Allah and it maintains a good reputation in the eyes of the people. And the people 
it causes a person to respect you and people to love you because of modesty and shyness. And when a person loses that because of sins, it causes hatred in the eyes of the people and it causes Allah's punishment. And we ask Allah to keep us safe from that. Rather, the end result of disobeying Allah is as Allah said, بَلَا مَنْ كَسَبَ سَيِّئَةً بَلَا مَنْ كَسَبَ سَيِّئَةً وَأَحَاطَتْ بِهِ خَطِيئَتُهُ فَأُولَٰئِكَ أَصْحَابُ النَّارِ هُمْ فِيهَا خَالِدُونَ The one who earns sin and whose evil deeds surround them, it is they who are the people of the fire and they will be in it forever. This ayah primarily came down about shirk. That's what it came down about, making a partner with Allah. But here I want to point out, because someone might say, look, you know what you're saying about the fire and Allah's punishment? But we understand that the believer who dies as a Muslim will not be in the hellfire forever. There are two answers to this. The first answer is, none of us wants to see the fire for even a moment, let alone talk about being in the fire forever or a long time. The other thing is, that where do you think that shirk comes from? The statement of Allah Azza wa Let those who go against the command of the Prophet وسلم, take a warning. They will be afflicted by a fitna. Abdullah ibn Abbas Some others from the scholars of tafsir, they said here that the fitna is shirk. So where did the shirk come from? It came from disobeying the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We know the shaitan, he goes in steps, right? So he begins with as sagair Or even if we look at it the other way, he begins with shirk. If you cannot commit shirk, then he will take you to bid'ah, innovations. If you don't commit innovations, then he will take you to the other kabair, the major sins. And if you don't commit those major sins, then he will make you full of the minor sins that come against the person and destroy them. And if you don't do that, then he will busy you with al-mafdul and al-fadil, with things that are not as important as others. So the shaitan in by reverse goes in stages. We know the story of the people of Nuh and what happened to them. The shaitan didn't begin with shirk for them. Rather, he began with them with sins and disobedience. They made pictures, they made statues, until they ended up worshipping them. So what do you see? You see that the sins and disobedience that a person does might lead a person in the end to a shirk wal kufr wal billah, disobeying Allah and leaving the religion of Islam because the sins took them step by step until they made a partner with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And sins cause a person to be disgraced Yawm Al-Qiyamah. As Allah said, On the day that the horn will be blown and we will raise the criminals on that day, Zurqa, here Zurqa, it means Asawadu fil wajh, it means darkness on the face. They will be raised like that because of the crimes that they committed in this world. Rather, the person, Yawm Al-Qiyamah, will have nothing but regret for the evil that they did.
They will have nothing but regret for the sins that they committed. They will not find any pleasure in it, nor will they enjoy any single moment of it. And that's why Allah tells us regarding the sinners on the Day of Judgment. On the day when the oppressive person will bite on their hands. How I wish I took away with the messenger. Woe to me, I wish I didn't take that person as a friend. He took me away from the remembrance of Allah after it came to me. And shaitan always leaves a person and deserts them. So now I wanted to just conclude my discussion with a few very basic points. I want to talk about usul al-ma'asi wal-khataya. Ibn Qayyim, rahimahullah ta'ala, in his fawaid, he mentions the core of sin and the core of disobedience. What does it come from? So a person knows what to, what to keep away from. He said, Usul al-ma'asi Usul al-ma'asi kulliha He said, all of the sins, they come back. He said, kibariha wa sigariha The big ones and the small ones, they come back to three things. Thalatha. The first is, he said, your heart being attached to other than Allah. This is the first cause of all sins. He said, all sins, the cause of them is three. Attaching your heart to other than Allah, not having your heart attached to Allah. He says, Obeying your anger, yani letting your anger get control over you. And allowing your shahawat, like that he said, and letting your shahawat overcome you. And he said, these are the three things that we call ashirku wal-zulmu wal-fawahish. So Ibn Qayyim, he says three things. Attaching your heart to other than Allah. Allowing your anger to overcome you and being overcome with your desires. And he says, these are ashirku wal-zulmu wal-fawahish. Shirk, making a partner with Allah, that's attaching your heart to other than Allah. Zulm, that's when you let your anger get control of you and you oppress other people. And al-fahisha, immorality, when you allow your desires to overcome you. And he brought the evidence for this. He said the evidence for this is in Surah Al-Furqan in the statement of Allah Azza wa Jal. وَالَّذِينَ لَا يَدْعُونَ مَعَ اللَّهِ إِلَهًا آخَرٍ وَلَا يَقْتُلُونَ النَّفْسَ الَّتِي حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ إِلَّا بِالْحَقِّ وَلَا يَزْنُونَ He said those people who don't make dua to anyone besides Allah. This is attaching the heart to other than Allah. And those people who don't kill a person without right. This is oppression. And those people who do not commit zina. And this is following the desires. In another place he said, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, he said, Usulul Khataya kulliha thalatha. 
the origins of sins are of three. He said the first one is, so he's talking about from a different angle now. He said the first one is Al-Kibr, arrogance. He said, It is what took Iblis. It's what took Iblis to where he ended up. The second he said is Al-Hirs. Now by Al-Hirs here, he means Al-Hirs Al-Madhmum, the blameworthy desire or blameworthy drive to keenness for the dunya, keenness for what Allah made haram, being just chasing after the dunya. He said, this is what took Adam out from Jannah. And he said, Al-Hasad. And he said, this is what caused the one son of Adam to kill the other. Jealousy. And then he said, so whoever is kept away from these three, they have been kept away from disbelief and the major sins, craving the dunya, oppressing other people, and the harm that comes to people from jealousy. And I want to conclude with a final point, inshallah ta'ala, just to kind of any bring us to some kind of conclusion. How can we do the opposite of these sins? What is the opposite of these sins? So the opposite of making a partner with Allah is Tawheed. Establishing the oneness of Allah. The oneness of Allah in His Lordship, in His worship, in His names and in His attributes. The opposite of bid'ah, of innovating in this religion is a sunnah, establishing the sunnah, calling the people to it and bringing the sunnah to life. The opposite of desires is to follow the commands of Allah and to stick to his commands and prohibitions. The opposite of being heedless is to remember Allah. And all of this requires sincerity and following the sunnah of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. So it was a short amount of time. We tried to just gather some points together. Uh, what we're going to do now, inshallah, is we have a, a question and answer program. Now, this question and answer program, I have to be honest, I'm not sure if the brothers here will benefit from it. The reason why is that this program is for the students who enrolled in our academy. They have questions about what they ask. If anyone would like to stay and just listen to the answers, you are more than welcome. And if it's the case that you would prefer to go, I think there's no harm because to be honest, it's a question and answer session that I should have done from my studio at home, but I couldn't do this lecture and do the question and answer from home. So we inshallah decided just to put the cameras and do it from here. The students will be asking questions about their coursework and about the studies that they have done so far. So inshallah ta'ala, we will be answering those questions here. And if anyone would like to stay and listen, they are welcome. And if anyone would like to go, there is no harm in that at all, inshallah ta'ala. I really appreciate that everyone gave their time, that everyone listened uh, so well. And we ask Allah to teach us what benefits us, to benefit what he, us with what he teaches us, to increase us in knowledge, to give us the ability to act upon it. We ask Allah, Allahumma ati nufusana taqwaha. وَزَكِّهَا أَنْتَ خَيْرُ مَنْ زَكَّاهَا أَنْتَ وَلِيُّهَا وَمَوْلَاهَا We ask Allah to purify our souls. 
We ask Allah to give our souls their purity and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to purify our souls for Allah is the only one that can purify them and Allah is the one we entrust to do that. هذا والله أعلم والصلاة والسلام على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين